Welcome, welcome, welcome to Expand With Us with Vicky Dean and Nerida Vint. Hi. Hello. <laughs> this is episode six. Yeah, we're getting the hang of this now, aren't we? Well, we... well actually, no. We still can't figure out our IT. <laughs> yeah. We need an IT department, don't we? We have. I have just spent the last 45 minutes trying to figure out how to record this. And then, lo and behold, just as an off comment, Vicky says... Uh, have you got this plugged in the right spot? Changed the plug in and all of a sudden it worked. <laughs> Taking all Just the glory. Took all the glory after watching you struggle for 45 minutes. <laughs> so we really appreciate you being here. It's a technical struggle for, for me any, anyway, but I'm enjoying this. Um, before we get started, if you've listened to any of our other episodes up until today and you've enjoyed it, we please ask that you like, share, um, leave a review if it feels right because we would love for this to get in the hands of anyone that could kind of benefit from this um, the chats that we're having. Mm, yeah, definitely. So today, Vicky and I have decided we're going to discuss Vicky's competitive journey and we're going to dive into different aspects of what makes a, an elite athlete in terms of um, mindset, physical ability, mental ability, emotional ability, and, and how all of those tie, things tie in. Because obviously, Vicky, how long have you been in the CrossFit scene for? Um, since 2011. Yeah, so like, what, 11 years now? Yeah. You've competed, oh, at, a pretty high, yeah, you've yeah. competed at a pretty high level. Yeah. You've also coached a lot of other athletes too, seen yeah. a lot of people come through the doors. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you can always tell who who has the potential to make it and and who doesn't and it's really it's not really the um athletic ability well obviously it is athletic ability but it's um for me what's become more apparent is the mindset mm-hmm. and um yeah it's uh the mindset and obviously commitment too but um, you know you're assuming that people are committed to the training yes. they've got the ability to do the work but it's um there's just these small elements of mindset that seem to stand out for me over the last 12 years yeah well i suppose what we're going to dive into today is um you know obviously we're talking about people that are in this sport and kind of in that competitive realm and they've been, you know, they're, they're at that level where they're dedicated, they're committed, you know, and they're, they're trying to get all of the elements down pat, their nutrition, their sleep, their training, their programming, all that sort of stuff. But then there's that one little thing that I think doesn't get enough um, airtime, doesn't get enough kind of, of, a, of attention, mm. and that's around mindset and how we deal, how we, um, you know, respond to our failure, perceived failure mm. or or our limitations or, you know, those days where we have a bad day and, mm. and what we make them mean and how we move forward. So I'm going to chuck a little spanner in the works there and say um, when for, for myself and obviously competition and people grow, um, you know, as the years go on, the, the, um, the competition gets harder, there's more people. But having said that, looking at CrossFit and the evolution of it, I've actually noticed that the people that are doing the open, the amount of people doing the open these days is actually, I think, I believe it's less than when it was first, just because there was that upheaval there between Greg Glassman and, you know, the new Mm -hmm. guy coming in, um, Eric Rosa. But um, look, don't quote me on it, but I just have that feeling, you know, looking at numbers and things like that, that the the competition has, there's less people Mm -hmm. or lesser people 
Um, but that's not to say that that's, um, you know, not yep. going to turn around or it's it was just that period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to chuck a spanner in the works and I'm going to say when I was at my competitive, most competitive, my nutrition, my sleep, all those things were never, ever anything that I'd looked at. Mm-hmm. I used to just go train mm-hmm. and I used to just turn up and do the competitions I was wanting to do. Mm-hmm. So you know, that that's when I look at the element of mindset and what, it, you know, that that has to be, you know, and don't get me wrong, when you tie in nutrition, because I had an, a period of time later, so when I did Down Under, um, gosh, it was just before I had Frankie, um, I fell pregnant with Frankie, I was probably the fittest, the most leanest, you know, where I'd actually dialed in sleep, nutrition, and yeah, I'd got back to a level of, wow, I'd surprise myself. So would I have been comparable to when I was competing, you know, prior to that? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'd just like to challenge the whole, you know, you know, is it nutrition? And mm. obviously they play a, a part, but then maybe, maybe it is just more what goes on between the ears. Yeah, well... What we could do is, you know, let's let's just assume you've got, say, you know, 100 women that are all roughly at the same level. They've all got similar skill sets. Like, they're, they're all kind of pushing in that mm. top 100 in Australia, let's just say. Um, what is it that you see that pushes some of those? Like, we all know there are some, some of those athletes that are just consistently at that top level. Like, they're mm. just generally pretty reliable and you can see them there. And then there are others that kind of bounce around and they might perform sometimes and then they might be really on might be really off like is Mm. that something that you see are there those kind of quite consistent athletes and then there's the ones that are kind of bouncing around up and down or is it yeah so I guess like when you look at the top level you've got you know Cara and Tia for example and you know um it's uh they're obviously the best in the world so Mm. you know they're everything's dialed in for them yeah but I noticed with Kara, for example, it was when she was at, you know, before she had her baby, um, you know, very, very focused and I think very regimented and all that sort of stuff. And it wasn't until now you look at her and she's performing probably the, I'm not going to say the, 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 well, yeah, the best that she, you know, her, you can just see a, a huge shift in, in the way she's uh communicating and the her outlook on the sport and you know just I listened to a podcast with her in it um just recently and oh it was really refreshing to listen to you know and I just think there's that aspect of that mother you know being a mother and you know all that sort of stuff but yeah I feel like mindset you know the way that we communicate the words that we're saying the the language that we're using Mm -hmm. and you know all those sorts of things but um yeah so what is it that you see like Give me an example of something that you see consistently that you think holds people back. Uh, the the way that they um, that their their self talk, mm-hmm. their limiting beliefs, the um, you know the the excuses that come up prior to going out on the competition floor. It's the you know they're already setting themselves up or giving themselves uh, an out of mm-hmm. you know oh this is not right or that's not right or um you know when they're out there and it doesn't go to plan it's Mm -hmm. you can see the deflation and Mm -hmm. you know then there's other people that thrive on that you know Mm. I just I always remember Rob Fort and Ben Garrard they were head to head at Schwartz and 
you know, you really thought Ben was going to take the win, but you just watch Rob, he's just so composed and, yeah, you just could, he was just, he just, little by little, he was just doing one extra rep and it just got into Ben's mm. head and you could see the fail. Mm. You could see him give up. Ben mm. gave up and Rob just kept going. Yeah. So, you know, I feel like what is that edge? Yeah. And, and it's, um, I think, not blowing my own trumpet, but it's something that I've always managed really well and, yeah. and enjoyed. I've never, the stress of, comp, like, don't get me wrong, my first experience on the competition floor was in 20, as an individual athlete anyway, because um, 2011 I started. Um, January 2012, I changed gyms and went to CrossFit Newcastle and um, had made a decision that I wanted to, um, yeah, I really enjoyed competing. And um, used to drive 30 minutes every morning at 5.30 in the mm-hmm. morning to make that class. And um, all because I wanted to progress and mm-hmm. become a better athlete. And that year I did teams, but it was 2013. Yeah, 2013 I made it as an individual athlete. And... Um, I can't remember what I was saying. What was I talking uh, You're talking about how you've always had this like oh, down pat. That's your, right. But when so you my started, first in, my first experience yeah. on that competition floor was standing next to Kara Webb. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just looking, going, how have I got here? This is so random. But you know, I was nervous as hell. But I never was limited by my thoughts, if yeah. that makes sense. Yes. I never. I never felt like I didn't deserve to be there. Mm. And um, I feel mm. like, you know, that was huge. So I'm out on the floor standing next to Kara Webb because I'd finished seventh in the Open that year. And um, and the way the lanes went, that's where I was standing. And I'm just looking next to these girls going, oh, my God, these girls were my idols, you know, like Danae Brown and mm. Kara Webb. And, you know, I'd competed against Kara when I first, um, you know, six months into my journey up in Queensland. But, you know... I'd come in on the back of winning a competition. You got a ticket into the elite. Um, it was like a bit of a display on the Sunday in Commando. Steve was there and, you know, all, Cara Webb, all these people are there. And I remember standing there next to um, my um, training partner at the time. Just I could, And I'm going, what are they even saying? I don't even know what the brief is. What do we have to do? I was so nervous. I was like, oh, my gosh. I ended up coming last that day. But, you know, at the end of the day, but I was in this elite yeah. bunch of people, you know, yeah. and I was that nervous. But when I was actually competing, obviously, I didn't yeah. have that that feeling. But, yeah, so it's I think nerves are really good. That's what mm. gets you going. But it's mm. it's the it's the it's the the the. Do you think you belong there? Mm. And if you do, yeah, I feel like you can yep. sort of manage that, and you, you're getting you switch the gears. Yeah, but if you're limiting yourself with, oh my gosh, I don't deserve to be here, and all that sort of stuff, mm. I think that can yeah have quite a, an impact on you, and a lot of other things as well. Well, you'll you'll probably sabotage your performance That's so that right. that becomes the truth. Yeah, I've heard. I don't know about you, but if you ever witnessed, um, one thing I've noticed when you might be like coaching or training with people and someone might be attempting a 1RM or attempting a new skill like a pull up or a bar muscle up or a ring muscle up or a handstand whatever Mm. and they say before they go to do it oh I'm probably not going to get this Mm. like they say something along the lines of oh don't 
don't put your hopes in this because it's mm. probably not going to happen. Yeah. And it's almost like they're trying to afford themselves. If I fail, it's okay because I knew I was going to fail. Yeah. Yeah. So they speak it. In, yeah. But then obviously that usually happens. It's a limiting belief, mm. isn't it? So that's the, yeah, it's, um, yeah, I guess, oh, look, it's, I could talk about this stuff all day and you know, what I see in the gym even the, the, the comments around workouts, oh, I hate doing this and mm. I hate doing that. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, oh, well, you know, at the end of the day, we've got to do these things to make ourselves better. And I, I feel like like I never walk into a gym, I never walk into a workout and look at how many reps I've got to do or I get actually anxious and nervous about how much it's going to hurt. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's never about the actual workout or the... And, and I guess that's like, it's easy for me to say because I have got the skill set to be able to do everything. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I mean, I don't like to limit myself, but strength has always been a weakness mm. um, that can sometimes, I you know, in strength workouts, you know, when it's like a one RM back squat, I, I, I would have to say that I probably have got a limitation there. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, strength is strength. Do you know what I mean? You've either got it or you haven't. Mm. Um, you've just got to keep working on it. Whereas your skills and your fitness yeah. is just, it's all about, you know, well, practice for skills. You can you can learn skills within a period of time yeah. by practicing. Um, so how how committed are you to that practice? Yeah. And then your fitness, well, man, that's just, that's just how much are you willing to yeah. get into that discomfort yeah. and really accept what's happening? Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? When we're resisting the discomfort, yeah. then it, you know we tend to pull away from it. But yeah. yeah, that's the only thing. I mean, I've done weekends of training weekends where, you know, after my marriage breakdown, so I train. I so in CrossFit competed um, three years in a row individually and did two years either side of that. So 2012 was teams. CrossFit Newcastle we finished fourth which was such a huge experience because I decided I made it individually but went teams because of my strength Mm -hmm. I knew I wasn't going to be and that year they had a 32 and a half kilo dumbbell Mm -hmm. for women which was I couldn't even deadlift it Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like it was so heavy and um, yeah we finished fourth and that year they were taking the top three and then the following year that's when I made the decision after the teams comp for regionals to go individual and I was I was determined like I committed like Mm -hmm. I was so committed to the training to the process and I was training every morning at 5 30 a.m and then not until the I think just before Christmas we would start I'd start doing double sessions so Mm -hmm. I would do the GCS program in the morning which was the strength and conditioning program program and then the afternoon I'd go in and do the the gym class and um and then leading would do the open and then leading into regionals it was always double sessions actually I don't even think I did double sessions before the open but um anyway so I did um individual 2012 uh, sorry 2013 and 2014 and finished ninth and then 2015 I finished 20th now I'd just gone through a marriage breakdown in 2014 Mm -hmm. Um, but when I look back over my career of competing, 2013 was probably my best year. No, t- 2014, sorry. 2014 was my best year ever in competition. And there was only one competition I could say that I'd actually given, like to the point where when I was, it was Schwartz, I finished third. And that was, that's probably my most proudest 
you know, um, mm-hmm. accomplishment mm-hmm. in my CrossFit was to get on the, um, the podium there. It was such a cool competition and that particular comp where I saw Ben Garrard and Rob go head to head and that was the, the first time I competed and actually had this mongrel mm-hmm. in me, mm-hmm. you know, because before I was just so grateful to be out there mm-hmm. taking in the experience, nervous, but just frothing on mm. the competition that I was just that I had been out there doing it, yeah. and then to finish where I'd finished was just the icing on the cake. I was surprised. It yeah. was totally, you know. But um, yeah, the Schwartz one was when I really noticed in 2014 that I was, you know, I I actually felt like a I had real grit, and I I felt this um, element of. Not disappointment because I've never been disappointed with the fact that I've had the opportunity to compete. I don't see it like that, but it's the it was like, oh my gosh, I really wanted to do better than this. You know, mm. I really want to win this, mm. and I'd never had that feeling before. Mm. So you know, obviously, when you can have that, you know, I want to win, I want to win. But then I've always looked at it as a bit of a ooh, that's a bit of a yucky way to mm. to be. Do you know what I mean? So am I even limiting myself mm. in my way of going oh you know i'm just mm. really happy to be here and just not really taking it seriously yeah you know i never i didn't my sleep my food like i never really gave a shit about all that stuff so then i sit there and i go wow if i actually applied myself mm. you know what could have been the outcome yeah you know and actually took it a little bit more seriously with the you know the competition side of things yeah. instead of just being out the front mm. you know having a bit of a laugh and using it as a social event i used yeah. to say I only do these comps so I can go out on the Sunday night. (laughs) Seriously. Yeah. Get your shit together. Yeah. But, um, yeah, then the, then I went through the marriage breakup, um, December, 2014. And then 2015 is when I finished 20th. And, um, my training was, that's when I really started to notice I wasn't training as much back in the day when, when I was training, when we'd train it was all about volume it was just seriously you'd be walking around broken Mm. you know feeling quite broken Mm. just exhausted because you just trained your ass off for Mm -hmm. three hours and like times have just changed so much Mm. and that's where I've really come to learn that a lot of this is just mindset yeah you know it's about just how how much are you prepared to get uncomfortable yeah yeah definitely yeah because a lot of people really resist that, don't they? Oh, like yeah. a lot of people are yeah. afraid of that feeling. Afraid of that feeling. You yeah. can see them hold back before they're even in that mm. pain cave. Like yeah. they hold back. They won't go there. Well, isn't it a thing that humans only ever give them? They only. What is it? That we only put in. We only use about twenty percent of what what our actual capacity is. Mm. Don't quote me on those percentages, mm-hmm. but it's very small. Mm. Like we, like, you know, like these special forces people, yeah. Yeah. they've done tests and things like that with them and so, they're like this elite group of people that can actually get the, and I don't even think they reach capacity. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So When you're really faced with like, adversity like if yeah. you know like how hard you could really go mm. if, the, if the if the circumstance to. Well, yeah mm. was asking yeah. for it yeah mm. yeah interesting so in your experience then like being a competitor yourself and then seeing other people how what would your advice be to someone that might be resonating with this and kind of thinking that they want to to get more out of themselves they want to develop more grit they want to 
see what they're really capable of but there's something there they they know that there's a block there but they can't really make sense of it yeah so i would definitely um get help do you Mm. know what i mean like Mm -hmm. go and talk to someone and and have a look at these blocks because um i think um yeah i just think if if it's something that you really want to move through then yeah get some get oh shit get some coaching and work through these um these beliefs Mm -hmm. because they're you know when i think about you know i think about people in my gym and one person in particular she's um you know just got this real block against ring muscle-ups and um she had a bit of an epiphany and and realized the pressure that she's putting on herself and (laughs) you know it's really fascinating because it's it's not for me personally it's not really i've never had a limitation Mm. i've never limited myself within Mm. the gym Mm -hmm except for strength Mm, mm -hmm. and that is my area of weakness right yeah so when i sit here now talking to you i'm Mm. like having a reflection going (laughs) now i am putting i am putting limitations on myself Mm -hmm. i've always said that i'm you know my strength is my weakness how do you think how much do you think self-talk goes into like um like how much do you utilize self-talk when you're training I'm always and visualization. Uh, I'm probably not visualize. Well, yeah, no, I'm not very good at visualizing. Do you think though, like when you go, because I mean, one thing I know about you is you do the most beautiful muscle ups, right? You make them look so effortless. Mm. When you get up there to do a muscle up, do you? Is there a part of you that like imagines yourself doing it, like before you even do it? No. Oh, okay. No, I'm I'm actually like I've got like this checklist that I'm going through in my mind. Okay. Get your feet together. Be really tight on this, you know, and really keep your eye i'm just i'm coaching myself through yeah. every aspect of yeah. what i do yeah so even when i'm doing a workout mm-hmm. i'm telling myself this is not hurting mm. <laughs> this is not, you can get you know what i mean yeah. like yeah and when i there's brendan said to me he said um after i had frankie i um did the masters and i was on i was in the top and i had the a chance and we'd we had to do a back, uh, no, a front squat for three, a heavy front squat for three. And I knew deep down, like I was never, because I'd just come back after having a baby. I was 41 years old. You know, you're starting to lose your strength. You know, that had, because I hadn't trained properly because I was pregnant and had mm-hmm. just given birth. Um, Frank's was eight months old and I'd had a huge issue with um, pelvic floor, which, mm-hmm. you know, that's another story in itself. But, I couldn't even put a 20 kilo barbell above my head without wetting myself. Like I've never, ever experienced that before. So whether it was an aspect of being so strong, having a baby and then coming back felt like such a big Mm. distance, such a huge gap from where I was or like, why didn't I feel like that when I had my other children? I know I wasn't as strong as I was, but I came into CrossFit and never had that issue. I don't know. It was just a really, I wonder if, if it's a feeling that everyone has. Yeah. I just felt it even more so because of how strong I had been Mm -hmm. to going back to having a baby that, you know, so I had this huge pelvic floor, I had to get help and do all that. I thought I was going to have to have surgery, but, um, yeah, couldn't put a 20 kilo bar above my head so to then be able to build up that strength so when I look at it I go wow that's pretty incredible in eight months time at 41 years old I got back to my 80 kilos for three but it was in competition terms it was it really let me down yeah so after that I tried again a second time 
and I was so angry at myself. Mm-hmm. I was like so frustrated and just really disappointed, you know. But instead of letting that disappointment affect my next workout, Brendan said, you took that and you went in and smashed. I came first in mm. the world in my age group yeah. for this particular power clean double under workout. Yeah. Double unders. Yeah. So I've got no pelvic floor. Yeah. But I was just so determined. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, I've never seen that grit in you before. You were like, I didn't want to get in your way. <laughs> you know? So, but through that, I was like, no, like I can do this and mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to make up for it yeah. in, this, in this part. So. And how often do people at that point go the other way? They give up a lot. They have one bad workout yes. or one bad lift Heaps. and then they just start to talk themselves a out. Lot. That's what yeah. I, that's where you notice. Mm. That's what I notice. Yeah. And that's something that I guess, again, it's just something that I've never had to think about or worry about because I've never taken on. Mm. I, I can leave mm. that in the past. Mm-hmm. And um, look, so powerful. if I um, if I want to get into my human design, <laughs> please learn that please that do. is actually a really um, it's one of my um, strengths. It's mm-hmm. a superpower that I have, and I've uncovered it in my chart, and I can see that um, I have this ability. I'm competitive but not competitive in a yucky way. It's mm-hmm. competitive with myself. Mm-hmm. But yep. if I'm with someone that has this area open, they can actually, I can bring out their yucky competitive mm. side. And yep. I've seen that before in yep. training. Yep. With um, Way back when I was training in um, the gym and this particular person, she just was so caught up in what I was mm. doing. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, ooh, this is weird. And mm. then I was like, oh, this is really, okay, and it was just not a, it wasn't a nice experience. Yeah. And I, that's not who I am. Yeah. But it was her, she might have had open centers around yeah. that particular area. And so I project, she amplified. I ampli- yeah, she yeah. amplified. It was amplified for her, this competitive yeah. nature that I have personally. So, yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's interesting. I've been able to highlight it in my chart and see that um, I have this ability to be able to move on competitive. So I, I, it's, a, it's a positive. So aspect it, of me so what like are these people we're talking about that do the opposite like take that failure and then make it mean something and then follow that and like turn the other way what is it that they have that would be opposite to you in their human design Ooh, that's a really good question well what it, okay so, and let me ask you another question if they if someone's listening to this podcast right now and thinking oh some of this is resonating for me mm. and they wanted to learn more about their human design to like is that can you He'll help somebody overcome that Absolutely. by understanding yeah. their, their yeah. chart so, better. Yeah, so it's kind of like it lets you off the hook in a way. Like it, it, it gives you a bit of a, um, like human design is, is your energetic blueprint and it's like the framework of your story. So it's not concrete. It's not, um, it's not who you are and it's never going to change. You have the ability to see these areas in your life and then you can it can help you sort of go okay well that say for example you and I have that um well me more so than you this thing of this need of having to learn and knowledge and my mum always said to me Vicky you are never happy you, you never can just do one thing why can't you just stick at it mm-hmm. and I've, that, I've took that on as a bit of like oh my gosh what's wrong with me why am I never happy I'm mm-hmm. never happy You know, Mm -hmm. I'm always wanting to do more things and that's such a bad thing, Mm. but it's not. Mm. It's actually how I, it's how I live in this world. It's what my energy wants Mm. to be doing. You Mm -hmm. know, it's my energetic 
design you know mm-hmm. I'm, I'm meant to be learning I'm meant to bring um, knowledge into this world mm-hmm. by sharing my my expertise and my experiences like that's yeah. who I am mm-hmm. and you can't do that by just doing the same thing you've got yeah. to be able to expand yeah so what a great and that just knowing that mm-hmm. just instantly let took me off took me off the hook off the hook yeah I was off the hook for that I was yeah. like okay well well, I'm not, there's nothing wrong with me. And and so what does that do then? It just allows you to accept that part of you yeah, more. Yeah, accept that part of you more. And then as soon as you accept that part, that's kind of like loving that part of you. And then all of a sudden, I'm guessing it, that kind of charge dissolves a little bit. So then you're reacting to it in a different way, mm-hmm. which then creates the, the opposite yeah. result of what you've always yeah, been absolutely. getting. Yeah, mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like it's just when I... I you know it's funny because we think that there's all these fancy things that we need to do to fix ourselves but really it's the most basic it's actually simple work accepting ourselves and just just loving part those parts of ourselves it's um like don't you know in um my mentor at the moment she talks a lot about like don't don't see this don't think that it's just it's too simple Mm. it can't be this simple Mm. because it actually is yeah yeah, very powerful. We underestimate the power of the work yeah. that we're, you know, of accepting and, yeah. you know, you know, looking at those those blocks and seeing where it fits in the whole scheme of things of mm-hmm. your past or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we, we, we take hold of that and think that there's just no way we can fix or yeah. there's no way we can move through it. Or we look for someone outside of ourselves to fix us. Mm. We, we think that the healing is in the retreat or in the course or in the book or in the you know and it's I remember the very first retreat I went on and it was life-changing for me but I remember at the end of it just having this feeling of like disbelief and I just felt uh, it's a feeling I've never had before and never had since yeah where I felt this lightness and this energy and this just my heart was so open and 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 full of love and just like it was like I just finally understood and I was like oh my god this is so simple mm-hmm. and it's actually been within me the whole, whole time. time. Like it wasn't like I went to the retreat and they healed me. No. They witnessed me go through my ugly parts. They just opened you up to the That's right. realization. Yes. That Loved it me through it all. You. And then I realized it was me. <laughs> it's just sitting you Yeah. Wow. It's and powerful. so the same with this. So mm. I you know, the one of my amazing, gorgeous members or athletes, she she actually the same thing she's just facilitate i've just been the person that's held space for her and just sort of mm. directed her in to have a look at these things and she's then uncovered what that is herself and had a realization mm-hmm. and then as soon as you do that it lets you off the hook you, yeah. you're, you're almost like oh that's what it is and mm. then you understand it mm. your mind your logical mind which we're not really meant to make sense of these things mm-hmm. Our logical mind can make sense of it, which mm. is what helps you move through, mm. even though we know it's not the logical mind that gives us the answers. Yeah. The, um, yeah. It's our body, our unconscious or subconscious, mm. whatever. Mm. Yeah. Higher self. Yeah. Mm. How powerful do you think this human design work has been, you know, on your mindset and the way you approach things now, like in training? in competing, in coaching, in life in general? Oh, it's um, huge. I, well, A, I can't stop thinking about mm-hmm. it. So that's always a good sign <laughs> for a manif- manifesting generator when it's, an, it's good enough work to light you up. 
but for me um definitely mindset i'm sort of i'm still sort of finding my feet when it comes to mindset but i feel like these things just you know working out where the conditioned aspects and the limiting beliefs because like you said um earlier today when we were talking in the car which we should have recorded um (laughs) you were saying that it's that we give the same story in all areas yeah so whether yes. you know if you've got a block in your mindset in the gym yeah more than likely there's a block somewhere else yep. in life whether yep. it's a relationship or whatever it'll be the same story yep. and pattern that keeps coming up and up so yep. you know i can see that within human design charts because mm-hmm. generally in those open centers that's where we take in energy and amplify it and that's where we can pick up that conditioning and mm-hmm. the you know those limiting beliefs and mm-hmm. things like that but um, the wellness side, like the same, you can I can see you know people struggling with their nutrition. Yeah, that is where it's really opened my eyes up yep. too. Is you know because really at the end of the day, our body wants to be healthy. Yep. Yes, yes. Our body wants to be healthy. Yes, yeah. It's all these limited, limiting yep. beliefs and these these um you know these this emotional eating and not understanding ourselves that we you know we we go to this external. Yeah. Um, distraction mm-hmm. which is basically what it is right yeah yeah so, yeah when we see people that are struggling with their weight or they're struggling with and it doesn't matter it, it can be either end of the spectrum yeah. it doesn't have to be yeah you know you're not fitting into clothes it yep. could be the opposite yeah um and i do work with both you know i've mm. seen both yes. and you know it's it doesn't even end up being about the food yeah it never is <laughs> it's never about the food you yep. know and so that's what that's what i work through with human design is trying to just because it just plays out in so many areas of our life. Mm, yeah. And that what it does is it just uncovers those areas and gives people a better understanding of themselves. It gives them permission mm-hmm. to, you know, yeah. dive into those areas and Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Be well, more forgiving. I think that's been something that I've really taken away from you because obviously we spend so much time together mm. and I'm always kind of um, sharing things about my life with you and you know yeah. you're always reflecting back to me well this is because you had this and you had that and and I think what's been so great for me is like I think this day and age we don't I mean I feel like I'm getting to a point where I do know myself I do understand who I am I like myself more than I've ever liked myself before mm. like I feel like I'm really getting to that point mm. but a big part of that has been you mirroring back to me these aspects of myself and, and lessening that ch- like charge and that negativity around mm. it and actually being able to embrace it yeah. and understand it's actually a positive. Yeah. Like, you know, you and I spoke about this whole chopping and changing, not following through on things. But then when you talk about it and, and like even the way you talk about, well, we're meant to, you know, re- like the way that you describe it. Yeah. This is how it's meant to work. And it makes it sound like, oh my gosh, it's actually a an asset the way I work but it's a I've just superpower been, yes but I've just been conditioned mm. to think that it's not yeah but it's actually the best way for me to work with other people like yeah it's just I'm butchering it right now but I just feel like it's yeah that this work has really helped me to yeah yeah lean into more of who I am and understand mm. more of who I am and want to grow that side of me mm. and be okay with it more yeah 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 absolutely mm. it's interesting how it links in with mindset and you know, because I've always loved the saying, who you are, in, like who you are in the gym is who you are everywhere else in life. Hundred percent. And I always, I agree. Like mm. I see the people that push hard and give it everything, and they're doing the same in every other part of their life. 
so the so on that too you know i i've experienced people that train the house down in the gym Mm -hmm. and you're like wow they're like damn you know training so well winning everything and i'd be that person that's probably you would look at and go oh geez she's lazy (laughs) do you know what i mean yes i'm a lazy trainer and you know and I'm okay with that. Yeah, I, I, but then I'm you getting the work done. But then when you get out on that floor, it's mm. like a switch. Yeah. And then those people that are winning in the gym, yeah. they aren't winning out on that competition floor. And that used to blow my mind. I was like, wow, yeah. how yeah. is that even possible? Well, I see. I know what you mean. And what I think more so when I talk about who you are in the gym, I mean both aspects: who you yeah. are in training and who you are in competition. And and I look at people that like because I know what you're talking about. We've got I've seen the same. Mm. I think that those people, you know, can do the work and show up when there's it's, no pressure. There's no pressure. That's right. Mm. But then as soon as they've got a bit of pressure, mm. that's when they crack. Yeah. Same thing out in life. Yeah. They might be working hard at something, but then there's as soon as there's a bit of resistance or a little bit of something doesn't go the right way or they get challenged a little bit, they crumble. Yeah. Because they don't go back to that just that grit that yeah. inner knowing that inner confidence and just showing up for them yeah so the, the thing that i find in the gym as well you know I, I, this is just one thing you know the bar's not the right height yeah, or yeah. the rings aren't the right height or they're yeah. not in the right spot in the gym yeah, yeah. or you know it's like oh yeah. man but the other the biggest one is walking in front of people when they're lifting it's mm. like if you're gonna let that worry you mm. yeah yeah. You've got bigger things to worry about when yeah. you're out on that competition floor. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because oh. shit's going on out there. you got totally. people cheering. Yeah. You, you, you know, the, and I do it myself. Yeah. I've noticed when Brendan plays this horrendous music in the gym <laughs> and what he does is he plays it and then switches it halfway through a song. Oh. Now, I shouldn't even be hearing yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I am. Yeah. But when I'm out on the competition floor, yeah. I'm not hearing a thing. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? Because I'm in the zone. Well, it's funny. Last year in the open, <laughs> we were doing the open and um, – or was this year, sorry. And I was doing a workout. There was only two of us and we were the last heat. And all of a sudden, two or three minutes in, it was the deadlift burpee workout. Ew. And the music, <laughs> just the Wi-Fi and the whole building shut down. Oh, no. I was two minutes in. I think the workout was like 10 minutes or 12 minutes or something. And I remember it did my head in the first like few minutes. Like I was really in my head. I'm mm. like, I can't believe the music stopped and what's going on. Why isn't someone fixing it? <laughs> All that chatter. Yes. And then I noticed everyone else started to get like antsy that it wasn't like, you know, everyone's like You're feeling that. And then I just, uh, I just had this switch where I was like, just focus and get in your own like zone and focus on your breathing and forget about it. And actually you like welcome it. This silence just actually let it in and just move with it Mm. and as soon as i did that Mm. i just hit another i just was like yeah and i just came home so strong and all the other girls were saying wow you just like went to another level and it's like i was actually disappointed when the music came back on yeah it came back on with like a minute or two to go yeah i was like disappointed because i actually got to a point where i was like like love i was in just this zone where i was like yeah silence but just loving it Mm. I'll tell you something but funny. But it was only when I accepted it that that came. Yeah, well, that's it, right? So remember you came and you came and judged me a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, yeah. So so I did um, – I just recently did um, the online qualifiers for Down Under in the Masters Division, 41 to 49. And I have, for the last three to four months, we've 
personally in personal life and business life there's been a lot of turmoil and so training for me has been very inconsistent I've probably definitely done two days a week and if I'm lucky I've got that third session in and I signed up for this comp I had no expectation at all um, so I was I totally detached from it because I think that's the key right yeah. it's I said this the other day it's it's having expectation um, but not putting yourself into a box so whether it's negative or positive so if you've got really high expectations of yourself when you just keep fo- focusing and think that there's nothing else you just got to be you've got to, you've got to win this and you're you're really grasping at it then you're closing yourself off to all the possibilities mm. you know mm-hmm. um, same with your negative if you go oh if I let the fact that I hadn't trained very much yeah. in and yeah. let that really you know ruminate inside and then I'm closing myself off to the actual possibilities of what yeah, could have happened totally. so I was not even realizing I had really low expectations but I totally detached from it and thought no nah, I'm just gonna come in gonna do it and I to- I did like I mentally did didn't even think about it again well, I end up finishing first, but Nez came and <laughs> Nez came and judged me on one of the workouts, right? And it was the worst one. I had to do it a second time because I didn't read the rules and I filmed it incorrectly. And I'm all about integrity, so I thought, nah, I'll film it. All I was missing was this bloody piece of tape on the floor. So anyway, I said, Nez, come and do this. I've got like two hours. I've got to get the time in. I've got to get it in. So she comes in. She judges me. I haven't told you this. And um, she's judging me and she's counting backwards. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, no, I didn't like that. <laughs> so this workout is already hell and it's four minutes, right? So it hurts so much. And it was, <laughs> it was 15, it was 15 um, clean and jerks at 30 kilos and then it was 10 burpee box jump overs. And I, I was I was in so much pain and she's counting backwards and I'm going, no, no, this is not how I'm lost. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So there you go, right? I'm having this negative self-talk, not accepting what is, not accepting that she's got control of this. I don't need to do anything other than what I'm supposed to be doing. Oh, but so I was funny. so in my head because it was hurting so much. I wasn't embracing the pain oh. and I was so distracted and that just afterwards, I'm like, oh, my God, you idiot. Like, who cares? She had control. And I, in my head, I'm going, oh, my God, I don't even know where I'm at. Oh, my God, I don't even. But it was just me I'm looking so for sorry. It. Don't be sorry. It's hilarious. It's, so it's a really good lesson. But it's so interesting because here I am. I was in pain. Yeah. And instead of accepting and diving into mm. that pain and just settling into it, I was resisting it yeah. by making yeah. you the yeah, reason. I'm the reason. <laughs> yes, that's so good. <laughs> oh, see, the funny thing is, I don't even think about that anymore because that's always been the way my mind's operated. Yeah. I've always thought that helps me embrace pain, counting up, counting back, mixing it up. Like, I like counting up. Yeah. But counting backwards. I'm so yeah. sorry. I didn't think to check that with you before the workout. <laughs> it's good. It's really taught me like if you need to be clear on what you want, you know, that like that's so funny. It's with everything in life, right? We yeah. need to be able to convey what we But then also let go and surrender when it isn't the way we want it exactly. to be. Exactly. We've all been there where I'm, I'm the number one for like, being in control of something and then things don't go the way I want them to and then I just completely kind of lose myself. Like when we were driving in the car the other day. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And you said she's like directing me and and she's like telling me where to go and I'm 
I'm like, yeah, I've got this. Like, I actually drive on the offense too, which if you ask Brendan, he will tell you that I do. But when I'm in the car with you, I get all like really nervous. <laughs> drive like a retard. <laughs> and you, yeah, she actually said to me, she goes, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm like trying to control the situation. Said, yes, just sit, just sit relax. Down. Just relax. All right. Just, just enjoy the drive. Just surrender. <laughs> Oh, oh God. so funny. That is hilarious. I did not know that that was going on for you in the yeah, workout. Yeah, yeah. So really, he do as I say, not as yeah. I do. <laughs> we're oh. good at finding it in other areas, yes. aren't we? Or when, when it's not happening to us, but when yeah. we're chucked in the, yeah. the thing, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, those kind of workouts really do mm-hmm. make me challenge yeah. my mindset and mm-hmm. when they're really short, sharp and... Yeah. Yucky. And you've got someone I have... counting away that you do not like. <laughs> Finding all the excuses as to why I'm not doing as well as I want to. Not accepting yeah. that I'm, it's me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, well, that's a really so good, good. Uh, point too. You know, like I've noticed with, within the gym, um, if you're someone that before you've even started the workout, you're making up an excuse as mm. to why you're not going to perform to your best. Oh, I'm sick or I've had this or... Like I challenge you to stop and mm. catch yourself doing that yeah. because for me on the outside, I'm hearing that going, oh yeah, you've got a fair bit going on mm. in there. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. Mm. yeah, I think it's really worth saying like, you know, encouraging people to just note like mm. what is coming out of your mouth. Like mm. what are you, you know, verbalizing every yeah. day in the gym, yeah. before training, after training, what are your thoughts? Like just yeah. start observing them. Yeah. Cause I think so many people don't even, they're not even conscious to the thought and the and what's going on so just just notice just spend the you know just take time to notice them and just see what's coming up for you and what you're projecting out mm. there because that's the first step yeah it is mm. absolutely and our brains are wired to actually focus on the negative yes yes of it's, course it's to keep us safe to keep, keep us safe that re- reptilian yeah um, part of our brain from yep. our caveman days so yep. you know it's we we actually have to make the choice yeah yeah to not yeah be negative yeah or yeah. say negative yeah and um yeah it's um and mm. the other thing too i think is really important as well when you come to the gym you're in the gym to have a positive experience and it's something that i have to you know kick myself with sometimes because you get caught up in yourself yeah um is to to note that that spreads mm. you know like that, I talk, totally that that kind of yeah negativity totally. breeds contempt yeah. so if you're around a group of people and you're constantly complaining mm. about the workout or you're complaining about something like mm. a, a niggle or mm-hmm. whatever that is you know that's it starts to spread i'll never forget one i would have been so early 20s i was rowing surfboats and um i was in this team i'd, tr- I'd been in the same team for years we were we worked really well together because in sport like team sports where you've got to really be in synchro and you're dealing with things like the element of the surf and stuff like mm. that you know, it really is time and, and knowing each other that that builds success. And I remember one day we're at a carnival and it was wet, rainy, miserable, miserable. we're on the mm. beach and we're all complaining, whinging, we did not want to be there. And I remember one of this older guy in a master's um, team in our club came in and he was pumped. He was like, I'm so pumped. This is great. This is awesome. Like the look at the smooth water and you know this is great girls like i can't wait to watch you compete and you're going to do so well and i remember we kind of like like i we must have projected onto him our negative energy and he said to us i'll never forget he said every single person on the beach here is thinking exactly that mm. and if you're going to think like that your results are going to reflect that you need to change and mm. you need to start thinking how lucky you are and how grateful you are to be here and how you're going to 
get out there and attack that that surf better than anybody you know out there and i remember it really got us rolled up we went for a run we came back and i think we won every single race that day Mm. we were just it was just that flipping mindset just changing the meaning Mm. and it just i'll never forget it it was Mm. the first time i'd been exposed to something like that and then saw the real-time results yeah and i was like yeah so true yeah think about what you're projecting out there um if this is resonating for you guys Please share it out. Please tag Vicky Dean and CrossFit Steel Coast because that's the, the gym that you're from and where you coach mm. and, and um, your athletes. So please tag them in it. And um, if you're interested, how do people, if people are kind of resonating with some of this and wanting to unpack a little bit of their human design and understand themselves a, better in their, a bit better in their limitations, yeah. how can they go about that? Yeah, so um, on my uh, Instagram, which will be in the notes, you can jump onto my link in the bio and you can book a 15 minute discovery call um and very soon when i get my it head around the it i'll actually have a link where you can um get your design you can get your human design chart and um it will be linked up to some really cool information so it'll be a freebie as well but um amazing yeah if you want to dive deeper i do mini readings at the moment and then um yeah yeah, it's super to, exciting. Yeah, be keen to have a look at your charts. I'm obsessed. Yeah. I dream about them. Yeah, you really do. I love it. Anytime we talk about anyone, you're like, well, that's because they have this G-Center and open here. And blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, get in touch with her. Vicky Dean, head to her Instagram. Um, you know, she shares a lot of content on there about this sort of work and, mm. and what it's doing for her and what, how it's changing, you know. Yeah, otherwise, come and, and train with us. Yeah. If you want to learn about CrossFit yes. and... Um, you know, CrossFit's literally changed my life. It's yeah. um, it's sent me around the world. Around the world, it's sent me around Australia. It's um, you know, I've had the opportunity to train some, some train with some really awesome coaches. I have these amazing mentors in this mm. sport, and you know, we I share that passion um, in the gym, and um, and working with Nerida has actually made me realize the importance of sharing that knowledge i've always kept it really tight um close to myself and to my gym but nez has really opened my eyes to the actual ripple effect that we we cause within the community by sharing our wisdom and knowledge and yeah so i just want everyone to have that yeah yeah experience that and yeah be better and Mm. you know move better and yeah awesome have that longevity in our bodies i yeah. think moving our body is just such a yeah an important aspect of our life 100 percent, and we can control that so. yeah love yeah. it thanks guys thanks for listening if you've made it this far um and like we said share it out tag us yes. if it's resonating please leave us a review whatever you can to get the word out because we are loving recording these oh, for you so much fun it's just it's not even work it's not it's just like <laughs> it's just like stick it the only thing that makes it look funny is that you've got headphones on and I don't. <laughs> so like we're just having a conversation and you've got headphones on. <laughs> oh, so funny. Only because we can't get two headphones working. <laughs> we haven't worked that part out yet. It's a day-by-day process, this thing. <laughs> uh, thanks right. for being here, guys. See ya. Bye. Bye.